This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Monday, so of course that means it's time for another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. Uh, I see you, Doug. How's it going, Doug? I see you in the watch party there. You know, uh, of course, yeah, like I was saying, sorry I got distracted by reading the comments in here, but this is uh, Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com. And of course, no matter what hat you wear, truckstop.com has all the tools you need uh, to manage loads and drive profits. And now, if it seems like it's been a while, it's definitely been a while. Uh, last week, last Monday rather, I was unable to the video. And in that week, it kind of uh, got ahead of me. And here we are a week later, and I'm just now doing a Make More Money Monday. So we're a week behind there. <laughs> so when I was getting on today, I was like, man, it just feels like it's been you know, a long while here. But nonetheless, you know, here we're at. And now today, I actually want to talk to all sides of the industry, if you will. I definitely want to talk to my, you know, freight broker, freight agent friends. Um, but not only that, my truck driver friends as well, because we're going to talk about, you know, becoming a freight broker, a freight agent, or even a, I guess, freight dispatcher. Is that what you call them? A dispatcher, independent dispatch agent. Uh, because I know there's a lot of people's questions about it. And so instead of just talking on one side, you know, maybe agents becoming brokers or dispatchers becoming agents, what have you, let's just talk to everybody about it. And now I know right now, especially, uh, we see a lot of posts in different trucking groups about, you know, people asking. And like I was saying, it's not just random people who want to enter the industry. There are truck drivers uh, who asks how to become a broker, how to become a freight agent, even on a part-time basis, but don't always get their questions answered or they get confused because there's a lot of people that try to take advantage of people wanting to become like a freight agent or a dispatcher in this industry. So anyways, I wanted to create this video because again, I am seeing an uptick of posts from people offering courses as well as people inquiring or wanting to understand how to get started you know, as a freight broker, a freight agent or a dispatcher. And now I feel like almost every single year, maybe there is a tiny gap, but almost every single year around, maybe not around this time, uh, but we definitely see this uptick kind of continuously, um, you know, every single year, almost like clockwork really. And it's because in a down market, you know, a lot of people try to find ways to make more money. I mean, that's just basically the name of the game. And we all know kind of in this trucking logistics industry, the easiest way to make money is kind of jumping in on over to the dark side. And of course, the dark side and the eyes of a trucker is, you know, the freight brokerage, um, freight agent. And I guess you can even say uh, the freight dispatching side or the independent dispatcher side there. And now I know I don't give dispatchers much credit. Uh, but I do like to admit a little disclaimer. I think a lot of people know, and I'm probably going to say it again. I used to dispatch trucks at one time. It's been many, many moons ago, over five or six years at this point, I suppose. Um, however, I used to do it. And so, you know, I, I get it. There's a lot of gray area, a lot of negativity around dispatchers. However, they're kind of a need and necessity, you know, in some ways or another. Um, but nonetheless, but anyways. But people are trying to figure out ways to make more money in this trucking industry. Like I said, they either flood, you know, try to look up brokerage side or the agent side or the dispatch side because, you know, technically I hate saying it, 
but there's really, you know, no, it's cheap to, you know, learn it. It's cheap to become one. Some of them don't even cost any money. You know, the, um, the knowledge, you don't really need any specialized training, you know, like that at all. And of course, as I was saying, really no startup costs. And this is all comparing it to if you want to become like an owner operator. If you want to become an owner operator, you know, that costs a lot. You know, you have to go through the training, you have to get licensed, blah, blah, blah. And now you have to buy a truck and get all that jazz. To even become an owner operator. And of course, it's not like that on the logistics side, which is not good in a lot of cases because everybody and their brothers essentially try to hop on over and it doesn't work out right. However, if you do it right, you can make serious money on the logistics side, even if your driver, not a driver, had past driver experience or have absolutely, um, you know, no experience in this industry inside of out of it you know, whatsoever. And now one thing I do notice in this industry, and I'm guilty of it too. I think someone once called me out on a video that I call, you know, drivers, carriers or vice versa. And I get it. I definitely use the words or the terms very loosely. However, one thing I notice in this industry, you know, everybody uses the words or the terms very loosely. I mean, people can, you know, look at dispatchers like they're freight agents. If they're actually a freight agent, they may call the broker. Um, you know, dispatchers get called brokers all the time. And that's technically, you know, not what it is. I mean, like I'll say, you know, outside of the trucking groups, people say that they are a broker when they're actually meaning they're only a dispatcher. You see a ton of that, like on YouTube and Instagram. If you guys are on Instagram, if you type in like any hashtag, like freight broker training, freight agent training, whatever, whatever. The majority of it is all how to become a dispatcher. However, the people who create these courses, they kind of say like how to become a broker. And that's what really confuses drivers. And that's another huge reason why I wanted to do this video. Um, because even right now we're hearing reports that the trucking industry may not recover as quick. So of course, we're gonna be seeing another uptick in these type of training programs, which isn't bad, but we're also gonna be seeing an uptick or um, realizing a lot more people in this industry are gonna start considering other ways to make more money. And of course, if you're in trucking, it's kind of natural to hop on over to the other side if you're looking to make uh, more money with that, especially if you're a driver or one of those drivers who haven't been driving since like January, February, March because of the rates. I hope you guys use that time to figure out ways to make more money. If it's, you know, you know, um, organizing your trucking operations plan or finding additional streams of revenue like one of the three I'm going to mention. And now. Before I jump into it, I know a lot of times when I talk about becoming a freight broker, a freight agent video, it seems negative or with a negative context or tone behind it. But I want to say logistics is actually fun. You know, I, I can't really compare it to trucking because I only drove sprinters. I mean, that's like a glorified Amazon driver at this point. Uh, but I didn't drive for Amazon. I'm just saying. But uh, logistics in general, it's fun. I mean, um, you know, it's fun. I, I did it for about 10 years or so, worked on all sides of the industry, of course. I enjoyed it. If I had the opportunity to go back, if I had the desire, you know, if you will, to go back into the industry full time as something, I would probably go work on the carrier side, to be honest, because that's the side I work the least on, but I have the most interest in, if that makes sense. However, this video is for people who are on the trucking side or maybe, you know, interested in the trucking side and want to hop on over to the dark side, which again is like a freight broker, freight agent, or dispatcher. And now, of course, with those three, I want to start with the easiest, and that is becoming a dispatcher. And now, 
again, the reason why I want to start with this one, because if you're interested, you know, in getting into the logistics side in any type of capacity or any capacity at all, this one is actually the easiest because it costs literally no money in a lot of cases. Maybe you have to buy a low board or pay for a low board if it's not worked on the arrangement with your carrier partner there. But you really need no, uh, you know, no money to start up. You don't need a license. Um, you don't need anything to start up as a freight dispatcher. And now, one thing about this is, I recommend when truck drivers ask me, Craig, which way I can make more money? Is freight brokering the thing? Well, yes and no. But a temporary solution that I always recommend is this dispatching or independent dispatch uh, agency route. Because again, it's the fastest way to start it and the most affordable way because you don't have to pay anything um, to get started. And now one thing I, I want to mention is, again, if you're a driver, the reason why I recommend this to either current drivers or drivers who are currently just not driving is because they already know the systems, they already know the lanes, they already know the money. You know, hell, half of them already even know the customers or the brokers are at least familiar with them from loading their own trucks or, you know, their own equipment. So that's why I recommend that. But the biggest thing here, the biggest takeaway is, now when I was dispatching many moons ago, it was a lot different. I'm not sure if it was legally different or if it's there's just a lot more eyes on this industry now. Because now, if you're dispatching more than one carrier or more than one friend, if you will, in the industry, let's call it that, uh, you're most likely going to be required to get a bond. And now, I'm going to be the first to admit, I don't know all the you know, the legal shenanigans behind all that. But I do know if you are dispatching for more than one person, more than one company, more than one, you know, trucking company, you may have to go out and get a bond because, you know, when I was doing it, no one cared what you had or didn't have. Now, since it's such a big gray area in terms of talking about dispatchers, um, you may have to get one of that. You know, there's a guy in the industry, Stephen Oatley, he may be the guy to talk to more about that because I believe he did a video. I should have watched it before this actually, but he actually did a video about one of the requirements of uh, becoming a freight dispatcher. So about that, kind of a recap about that. Freight dispatcher, yeah, a lot of people give them grief, talk a lot of you know smack about freight dispatchers, but hey, look, if you're a truck driver looking to make extra money, go look into that. I mean, you, you know driver friends already, so there's the main key that you need is, you know, clients. You already have them. You have your friends in the industry. And now I know a lot of people are going to say, well, conflict of interest, I'm a driver, you know, he's a driver. We can't be working on the same customers. A couple things to that. If you're a reefer guy or like a reefer driver, you know, refrigerator reefer uh, driver out there, you can definitely, you know, dispatch for a flatbed guy or, you know, a drive-in guy. Um, pending you're familiar with that type of freight and same thing if you're a flatbed guy you can definitely go out there and you know load for a reefer guy with absolutely no conflict of interest there and so I just wanted to bring that up because I know some people may think like oh man I don't want another driver you know dispatching me you know for X Y and Z but those are just some things to consider and like I say even though a lot of people give dispatchers crap it's a great temporary path into the logistics side if you will um you know for anybody not just truck drivers but we all know truck drivers they know the lingo they're you know typically can be more successful on the dispatching side and now kind of dispatching side i kind of went way too far into that into you know into that side of the industry considering it is more of a gray area than anything but the next big bullet point here is uh freight agents and now 
this is where a lot of people get confused. Okay. And now, tr you know, truck drivers, everybody else, carriers, who, what have you, dispatchers, when they're talking to these brokers, you know, brokers on the low boards, typically they're not, you know, most likely not talking to the guy holding the brokerage authority. And we're going to get into that when we speak about brokerage authorities. But the people that you're talking to on the phone, those are typically either the logistics coordinators or freight agents. Okay. Those are the people, excuse me, sorry. Those are the people, the freight agents, you know, rather, those are the people who are working under a broker. Okay. And that's typically like on a 1099 commission only basis. Uh, it could definitely be like a salary, you know, W2 position, but generally freight agents work under a 1099, you know, uh, commission type structure. But anyways, the main difference with, uh, before I get into the nitty gritty, the main difference with a, uh, like I was saying, a freight broker and freight agent is of course, the freight agents, they don't hold the authority, okay? They don't hold the responsibility of the brokerage, if you will, nor do they hold the risk of the brokerage, okay? They essentially, most of the time, they have their own customers, their own book of business, and they're, you know, finding carriers for that, billing them through the brokerage, um, using the, you know, the insurance of the brokerage. Everything's through the brokerage, and the agreement with that is, could be like a 60-40 split, 70-30 split, what have you. And now... The reason why I'm going to talk about freight agents because this is the most popular arrangement in the transportation or the logistics industry. And now a lot of people, like all things, mistakenly call freight agents brokers when in fact they're not brokers. Okay. They work like a broker, the same function as a broker, but again, they do not hold the responsibility. And that's very important because again, it's very easy to become a freight agent. And now this is a twofold type statement here. It's very easy if you're already experienced, okay? If you already have customers, you know, relationships with shippers or what have you, it's very hard or extremely challenging if you do not already have current relationships with shippers or, you know, customers or what have you. And the reason being is freight agents are only paid typically by commission from the, um, you know, from the, you know, from the work they put in. Um, you need customers to make money and that's <clears throat> essentially what it is. So if you have no experience or have trucking experience, but no customers, it's going to be hard to become an agent. That's just kind of, you know, the basics of it is, is, uh, when I say hard, it's going to take a lot of calls. It's going to take a lot of grind, you know, a lot of emails, a lot of nurturing. And it's a typical sales role, just going after shippers. And that's why I say it's more challenging. Um, if you have no experience, but. If you do have experience, maybe worked at a mega brokerage, maybe done it in the past, maybe you're a truck driver who has their own shipper count, freight, becoming a freight agent just may be exactly what you're looking for. And the reason being, the main point is, it's very cheap to become a freight agent if you're experienced, of course, because you can sign up as an agent under just about any brokerage with very little requirements, especially zero financial requirements in most cases. You may have to prove that you have a book of business or established relations with shippers or customers, but that's, you know, something that gets, uh, gets decided by, you know, the individual brokers. But anyways, most brokerages even, even supply the load boards, you know, the credit rating tools, uh, the carrier 411, the truckstop.coms, all those login informations to their agents to kind of help them so they can go out and find their customers. And now again, takeaway was this one is, if you're not experienced in the industry, I definitely don't recommend becoming an agent off the bat. 
Or if you're thinking about becoming an agent, definitely have a savings account and or another part-time job because it's going to take a moment to get up and running. However, if you are a little bit experienced or a current truck driver with relationships, you might as well become an agent, even on a part-time basis because you already have the knowledge for the most part. And what better way to make more, you know, make more money in your current operation by referring people to your logistics side? It's like a win-win. And now I know there's a ton of drivers out in the industry that are a truck driver. I want to say almost like truck driver by day, broker at night. But it's really like a primarily they're a truck driver. But secondary, you know, they have the agent thing or the logistics side of the company. It's a great situation, especially, you know, for truck drivers, say, you know, when they're going into a shipper, they lead off or they try to land the shipper by saying, you know, the freight goes on my truck, blah, blah, blah. If I don't have the space and or capacity, I can broker it out to, you know, a handful of trusted friends I have out in the industry. Of course, they will word it a lot more differently than what I just did. But that is a general idea there. If you have freight, people are constantly offering you a freight, not just brokers, but a whole bunch of shippers are probably offering you freight at least on a weekly basis. So you might as well put it to work. And what better way to put it to work than becoming an agent, cost zero dollars essentially start up, and you already have the knowledge to do it. You may just need help with the, maybe the system terminology and all that jazz. Um, but working for a bigger, you know, this kind of going too far into it, but becoming an agent at a bigger brokerage can help you kind of figure out or navigate, you know, through all that. The reason why I recommend becoming an agent before a brokerage, because a brokerage is basically a larger operation, okay? I know a lot of people, especially in the Facebook groups and also on Instagram and YouTube, you know, they say becoming a broker is easy. And they're exactly right. Becoming a broker only costs about 300 bucks. 30 only costs about 300. You know, you need a bond and of course some other stuff there, but it's very cheap to become a broker essentially overnight. However, what's not cheap or what's not easy is actually operating a brokerage, okay? And this is why I like to tell drivers, you know, I don't blame them. You know, a lot of drivers especially get confused thinking that it's easy to become a broker, a broker or open up a brokerage because they read something on Facebook. I definitely don't blame them because people are using the wrong terms, okay? Like I said, it's easy to open up a brokerage. It is hard, very challenging to operate it, okay? You have to, you know, go out, you know, find customers, keep those same customers, continue to bring in more customers, all while handling the day-to-day. -day. And as you grow, you need a team, and then you're worrying about a team. <clears throat> it's just not worth it in a lot of cases. That's why a lot of people say, Craig, you've been in this industry for a long time. Why don't you have a brokerage? The last thing I want on my plate is a responsibility and headache of operating a brokerage. I would rather bring my book of customers to an agency where I'm supported by, you know, a larger, larger organization without paying all the money to handle brokerage, you know, with the load boards and dealing with claims, dealing with money, dealing with signing up carriers. I don't want none of that shenanigans. And that's why it's almost frustrating when I see other people help people on Facebook who are inexperienced opening up a brokerage because it's not right. Okay. I'm not blaming anybody who does it. I'm just saying, or I'm definitely not knocking their hustle by any means, but I'm just saying it's definitely not right to help someone, you know, obtain a brokerage authority, knowing that person's inexperienced. You're literally walking them down into a financial pit. That's all it is. I see it every day in the Facebook groups. But again, that's why I want to do this video to show that 
you know, a lot of drivers, especially now, and not just drivers, other people in the industry, when it's a down, you know, economy or down market, people start looking for ways to use or leverage their skills in other sides of the industry to make more money. And that's why I always recommend the logistics side. And I call it the dark side because I understand, you know, brokers have, stig you know, a stigma against them, especially freight agents and, of course, above all dispatchers. But on a business standpoint, business aspect, there are a lot of benefits, you know, to those three sides. And now I do know a few group members in the, the group, my group, freight parking and truck drivers, who are a truck driver who for some reason or another in the last year, you know, went out and actually became a broker. One or two actually started up his own brokerage company, but the other ones, you know, they actually became a freight agent of a larger brokerage and they still kept their trucks there. So there's a lot of benefits of that. But like I say, you definitely don't need to open a brokerage to uh, become successful in the logistics side. That's almost like um, overkill. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of uh, it's kind of like an overreach. And now Marty's saying, whoops, whoops. No, no, Marty, I didn't mention that. My bad. I'm seeing the comment right now. He's saying you're forgetting to add in the cost of the bond. $70,000 bond is not cheap. And now, Marty, you're exactly right. But I have to say this. You know, as a logistics consultant, the most expensive bond that I've ever seen, you know, all my years of doing this for a $75,000 bond was about $7,000 a year. Okay. The most, you know, the cheapest bond I have seen in my career has been around 1,050, 1050, and that's for a year. And the main reason is because bonds are based off of uh, owner's credit. So if the owner of the brokerage has great credit, well, that broke that bond, you know, yearly premium, it's going to be pretty damn cheap. However, if they have, you know, more challenging credit, if you will, the bond is going to reflect that with like a $7,000 a year, you know, bond price. Also, some bond companies allow that bond to be paid monthly. So if some people do say brokerage bonds are 75 grand expensive. I can agree in some ways, but I look at it like this. I believe brokerage, you know, brokers should be required to have a much larger bond than $75,000. That's a drop in a bucket when you're talking about these high volume brokers. Um, and you don't even need to be a high volume brokerage. I have seen in-house carriers with accounts, you know, with money flowing on a monthly basis in excess of two or three times what their brokerage bond is. So they went out of, you know, they went out of business randomly. You know, a lot of people are, you know, out of luck there because their bond is only 75 grand. So some people say it's a lot. I say mm, it, it can definitely be more. I think it would definitely uh, end a lot of people becoming brokers overnight if it was more. And I think maybe we need that. It's too easy to become a broker right now when it's not necessary to flood the market with brokerages. But anyways, that's all I got. If you guys are wondering, like I said, my biggest recommendation in this industry, if you're looking to be looking to make more money and you're already in this industry, is becoming a freight agent. Low cost to enter. If you're already in this industry, have all the experience you need besides possibly learning the individual systems. And you can get started in essentially less than a week by signing up with a good brokerage. And now I don't work for a broker. I'm not a broker. So of course I can't recommend a broker for you to go after if you're interested in that side. However, if you search on the Facebook groups, if you are looking for a freight agent positions, post in the freight book and the freight, uh, freight 
groups on Facebook or Porsches Ask Around, and I'm sure somebody out there can recommend um, a great brokerage home for you to go to. Like I said, you don't need to do a full time to be very successful at it. You just have to know what you're doing, and that's the difference between a lot of people and these Facebook groups. That's all I got for today. Until next time, remember, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's continue to figure out ways to make more money in the year 2020. See you later.